Hi, and welcome to the Endo Bay podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endo Bay podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endo babes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. And welcome to this episode of the Endo Babe podcast. I am so happy that you're here on this journey with me. And I just wanted to take a second and thank you all so much for the wonderful reviews. It really warms my heart, like hearing that you guys are benefiting from this, like this podcast, like podcasting has turned into like such a fun thing for me. Um, and I'm so happy that you guys are getting something out of it because that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing it so that I can help bring awareness to endometriosis and really empower you positively. And so again, thank you so, so much. And before we dive in, if you would hit pause right now and screenshot that you're listening to this episode and post it to your stories, it makes me so happy to see you guys listening to it and actively engaging with it. And you could even write something on there, like what you're getting out of the episode, your best little tidbit, because again, this is why I'm doing this to help you. And I love hearing what you guys are getting out of it and that you are getting stuff out of it. So anyways, let's jump into the episode. Um, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about endometriosis surgery, just because I know there's a lot of confusion about it. Like what's, what is, what are all these terms? What do they mean? Like what does each surgery do? Um, and so we're just going to kind of clear the air a little bit on that. Um, so yeah, let's dive right in. So I'm going to kind of start this episode with stating that the only way to truly be diagnosed with endometriosis is through laparoscopic surgery. Um, I know in like Australia, they're doing ultrasound to diagnose endometriosis. Um, but as an ultrasound tech, I will 100% tell you that those practices are not common here in the States. Like they don't teach any of that in school. You just get the basics. And then if you go off to work in a hospital, which most of the time that's what you do right out of school, um, you aren't taught stuff like that. And so that's another reason why like women will have ultrasounds and it'll come back negative and it's because we're not looking for endometriosis like just like medical school they very briefly touch on endometriosis when you're learning pathology in school um, and they tell you that it can't be seen on ultrasound and so that's kind of it except unless you find an endometrioma which we kind of discussed in another podcast episode but yeah so those just aren't typical things that we look for as an ultrasound tech, unless you work in a clinic or like a private OBGYN office that focuses on endometriosis. And then you do kind of learn those parameters and um, you practice it because ultrasound is such a delicate field where it's so user independent. So like if your ultrasound tech misses something, the doctor is going to miss it 
it's not like CT or something like that where you get the whole body picture. It's kind of just looking at like specific parts of an organ at a specific point in time. Um, and so, yeah, if you are working in an OBGYN office and you're like practicing looking for kissing ovaries and practicing like watching like your organs slide or not slide or looking for these other like soft markers, like little um, endometriosis nodules in the rectovaginal space, the more you do it, the easier it's going to be. And the more cases of endometriosis that you're going to actually be able to help the doctor diagnose. But again, in just a normal hospital, it's not something that we look for. And another thing is that the radiologists typically aren't really privy on diagnosing endometriosis through ultrasound. So even if you do find kissing ovaries, or even if you do like say that you couldn't really move the organs around with your transducer in your hand, um, the radiologist still might even call it normal because it's not a typical thing that they see all the time and that they're used to diagnosing through ultrasound. And so they might even just call it normal um, and they could make a little note in there like the ultrasound tech saw this or whatever, but that doesn't mean that anything's really going to be followed up with that. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of say like in the States right now, the gold standard for endometriosis treatment and diagnosis is excision laparoscopy. Um, and so we'll kind of dive into what those terms mean and yeah, we'll go from there. And so the term, um, laparoscopy, essentially what that means, it's a type of surgery. And so when you say like, oh, I'm having laparoscopic surgery, like yes, laparoscopic surgery just means that they're making small incisions in your abdominal wall and going in with a laparoscope or other instruments that can be placed through those holes um, so that you can see the structures within the abdomen. And so I mean, almost all endometriosis surgery is done laparoscopically. And so that is essentially just like the the style of the operation it's like what the operation is called um and so then there's also like surgical techniques which include like excision coagulation um and things like that and that is the actual technique that is used to remove your endometriosis implant right so you'll have either ablation coagulation laparoscopy or excision laparoscopy. And again, that is just the surgical technique name and then also the type of operation that you're having. Um, so yeah, let's kind of dive into that. So ablation, coagulation, like what that actually means. So ablation surgery, which most of us technically we misname coagulation surgery. We misname it ablation surgery because ablation essentially means that it's like removal of something. So they ablated your endometriosis, but how did they do that? They can either do it by coagulation surgery or they can do it by excision surgery. And so coagulation surgery is essentially destroying the implants by burning them. And so they either like laser them off or with like a heat gun. Um, and vital health endometriosis, like Dr. Cook, he made this like really awesome video showing the difference between them. And it literally just looks like they are cauterizing like your entire top layer of your organs. It's terrifying. And it makes so much sense. Like after seeing that video, why 
the recurrence of endometriosis pain happens so fast, right? Because they're like creating this huge scab looking thing on the top of your internal organs, um, which probably causes like more, well, it does cause more scar tissue and more adhesions to form and all of this stuff. It's terrifying that that's the type of surgery that most of us have undergone. And that is so commonplace for like endometriosis treatment in the U S it's insane. Well, not just the U S literally everywhere. It's insane. Um, but this type of surgery, um, is considered a limited surgery just because it's really common for most of the endometriosis lesions to be left behind. Because if you kind of imagine them like weeds, um, this type of surgery, because it just burns the top layer of your organs, it essentially just like burns all of the weeds off of the top and it leaves all of the roots behind, which again is just terrifying. Um, even like thinking about that or making that picture in my mind. Um, but like I was saying earlier, this type of surgery, because it causes like this scarring or even if you thought of it like charred organ tissue <laughs> um, on the surface of your organs, it leads to adhesion formation. And adhesions are basically like where your organs and the tissue stick together. And so those adhesions they can cause so much pain because they bind your organs essentially. And those adhesions are essentially going to be like growing on top of any endometriosis that was left behind. And so all of those adhesions rubbing on that endometriosis that was left behind causes so much more pain. I think it's like 40 to 60%. Oh my God, I'm going to get those numbers wrong. So somebody if I got them wrong, let me know the real ones. Um, that's like the percentage of women that their pain returns within like a month or two after coagulation surgery. Um, and this type of surgery routinely results in like poor surgical outcomes and requires reoperation in the future because again, it didn't remove any of the most of the endometriosis lesions and it created more adhesions. And so like for me, like I had two ablation surgeries. My first one was in December, 2012. And then I had pain like a month or two after that surgery. And so I had to have another surgery in um, February, maybe March of 2014. So just a little over a year later. And then five years later in 2019, when I started having this like left-sided, like pinpointed pain on my left side, I finally went and saw Dr. Garza, who's an excision specialist here in Austin, and he performed my excision surgery. And the reason I was having pain on that left side was because I had a crap ton of adhesions from my two prior coagulation surgeries. And they were kind of constricting my bowel. It was like glued to my pelvic sidewall right there. And I had a bunch of endometriosis underneath those adhesions. So no wonder I was like in so much pain and I would have like this pinpoint pain because those adhesions had formed from the coagulation surgery and were constricting my organs. And so this is not an uncommon thing. It happens more often than it needs to. Um, and it needs to stop. Like this type of surgery needs to not be performed. Like it doesn't work. And so I don't, it just 
blows my mind that there are OBGYNs out there still performing this type of surgery. And it's so sad. And it causes so much of us to just, it delays our quality of life, essentially. Um, So yeah, that is coagulation, which a lot of people also call ablation. But again, ablation is just the removal of something. And so how did they remove it? They use like coagulation burning. Um, You'll also see like sometimes you'll see, well, not sometimes, you will see a hashtag on Instagram called ban the burn. And that is what that means, like banning the coagulation burn. And so like I was saying earlier, the gold standard of treatment for endometriosis, treatment and management of endometriosis is excision surgery. And so what is excision surgery? By definition, excision, uh, excision surgery, <laughs> um, well, I can't talk. It's fine. <laughs> it means um, essentially like cutting out like complete removal, right? And so this excision surgery um it removes the endometriosis implant by cutting it away from the surrounding tissue with like scissors or like a little scalpel um, or even like maybe a little like precise laser beam. And so essentially it like dives deep down underneath the tissue. And if we're going back to that weed analogy, it essentially cuts down below the ground and it digs out those roots and so that the entire endometriosis lesion is removed. And so this technique, it doesn't burn and destroy the endometriosis implant. It cuts it out fully so that it can be sent to pathology to be biopsied and actually truly be diagnosed as endometriosis instead of just burning it and causing more issues. <laughs> Again, I'm just like mind blown that they think that that is the proper way of care and it infuriates me. We deserve so much better. Um, anyways, so excision surgery, it is, it's, it's the gold standard of endometriosis surgery. It's recommended over any other surgical method because other surgical methods are destructive for excision surgery. It just cuts out the endometriosis lesion and it doesn't destroy the surrounding tissue. It removes the disease tissue. It removes inflammatory tissue. It removes adhesions, it physically removes those things out of your body instead of burning whatever was there and destroying your top layer of your organ and causing more scar tissue and pain. Um, it is, it also has like the best surgical outcomes. And I think, um, oh my God, I need to like write down these numbers beforehand, but I think it's like 70 to 80, 85% of women who undergo excision surgery, they experience long-term pain relief from their excision surgery. And that is because the endometriosis lesions and the inflammation is surgically excised from the body and removed. It's not trapped under that scab or whatever from the burn on the coagulation surgery. So this is again why and excision surgery is the gold standard of endometriosis surgery. And so while we're here talking about um, treatments for endometriosis, I am going to mention that medication does not eradicate endometriosis and it's not a treatment for endometriosis. It cannot remove the inflammation. Medication can't remove the inflamed tissue. It can't remove the disease tissue. It can't remove the endometriosis lesions or the adhesions that are caused from your coagulation surgery that are causing you pain. 
Like at best, medication can provide you temporary symptom relief. And some women do find a ton of relief from taking birth control. Um, but more often than not, the side effects are so negative and they can last long after you stop the medication. And so just being, I'm not saying don't take medication. If it helps you, I think that's fantastic. And I think that you should do whatever you need to do to help yourself feel better. But I just think that you need to be informed of what you're putting into your body and the long-term side effects of that. So that is just something that you should bring up to your doctor and have them discuss with you. Um, because instead of just like saying, yeah, sure. Like I'll take whatever you're giving me willy nilly, because I know I did that. I did that in the beginning. I took Lupron without even like asking what it was. <laughs> and, um, my doctor didn't even offer an explanation. He just said, this was your only option. If you're still having pain after these two surgeries, this is your only option. Um, and so I just did it and I regret it. I got severely depressed. I had to be put on um, hormone add back therapy. I have hypothyroidism now because of it. Um, it was just like a terrible experience. And again, it didn't even touch my pain. And my endometriosis lesions are still able to grow because they create their own estrogen. <laughs> so Again, I'm not saying don't do medication. I'm saying become informed of what you're putting in your body because really being informed is the only chance that we really have in conquering this disease and living more positively and having more good days than bad and really being happy in our bodies is understanding what's going on with our body, understanding the treatment options that we're being given, understanding the type of surgery that we're, that's being performed on us and really just understanding our endometriosis and like what works for our endometriosis, what provides us relief, what aggravates our endo. It's all so individualized. And so I'm just asking you to be informed. And I hope that this podcast was super helpful for you, babes. I hope that you learned something and that you can take a little bit away um, and you kind of understand like the medical side of things now. Um, so thank you so, so much for tuning in. If you thought that this episode was helpful, I would love it if you subscribe to the podcast, if you're on iTunes or follow, if you're on Spotify, leave me a review. I love reading your reviews. And if you've already left me a review, thank you so, so much. I love, love hearing from you guys. Um, and I don't believe that you deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite living with endometriosis and you deserve to be happy in your body while living with endometriosis. So I hope you have a wonderful day. This episode's coming out right before Thanksgiving. So I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, if you listen all the way to the end here, I will be having some pretty awesome Black Friday sales. Um, and so watch out for that on IG. Anyways, I hope that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I will see you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe Podcast.